This is the Dorkside News Network, and this just in. Welcome back, guys, the Dorkside News Network. Uh, we are going to interview some more people like we have been doing the past few weeks, and it's been awesome. Um, yeah, this time I, have, I actually have something tangible to hold in my hand with, with this interview. So we have um, Mr. Robinson. I just wanted to say Mr. Robinson is fun. He's uh, my landlord. <laughs> we have uh, Patrick Robinson here. He's, uh, he has a comic that he's made. Now, were you the writer and artist, artist or writer? Which one? All of the above. All of the above. Awesome. Concepts came from elsewhere. Um, it is called TCG, Terran Command Garrison. Um, impossible to find on Google because when you type in TCG, you find trading card games. So mm-hmm. it, don't look for it like that. Um, Terran Command Garrison can be found on the New Wave Comics uh, Facebook page, though. And that's how I found it. And uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about what TCG is? Because... The cover art is amazing. I just don't know what's going on. Well, I, I, haven't read it yet. I can honestly tell you that the cover art was not by me. Okay. The cover art was provided by current IDW G.I. Joe cover artist, Jamie Sullivan. Oh. He's a uh, personal friend of mine, and he offered to do a custom for me. And I said, do you mind doing independent characters? He said, not at all. So his colorist on the front cover, along with his art, it looks incredible. Yeah. The one comment I got yesterday is, what is Deadpool doing on the cover? <laughs> it also looks like um, Byron's on the cover here, too, a little bit. Maybe a Bearded Blade. Yeah, Bearded Blade. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so what, what is, uh, what is uh, Terry Command Garrison even about? So the core group of characters falls under the creator of this entire universe's uh, friends. Basically, they were modeled after friends of his. Um, the story is actually on the inside cover of the comic book where he tells how the gang came together and how it evolved over time. And eventually, back cover. Oh, back cover, sorry. Um, how eventually they became the TCG group, which back in 1993 was not Terran Command Garrison. It, it looks was, like it was the Clayton Gang. Is that what I said? That's it. And then it was the Tactical Central Group, TCG. <laughs> so one of my favorite anime of all time is Angel Beats. Now, I know that doesn't have any correlation to what we're talking about here, <laughs> except in Angel Beats, they have, uh, I guess you could call it a garrison. They have a command called the SSS. And they spend almost every single episode trying to come up with a new name for it every single time. And they never settle. It goes through the entire show and yeah. they've never settled on what it's called. So that's just what it reminded me of. But no, it looks really it looks really cool. Um, I don't want to read this exact copy of it since it's signed. I appreciate that. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into it. Um, new Wave Comics. That's out here, right? Um Actually, it's split between here and St. Louis, Missouri. Gotcha. And here's Las Vegas for people at home that are in Norway and probably don't know where anything is, but they probably know where Las Vegas is. I would hope so. That's pretty universal. Yeah. Yeah. Because when you say, I live in Nevada, they're like, do you live in a hotel? Like, okay. No. I live <laughs> in a house. Away from the strip. Nevada, yeah. they're like, you know, how far is it to the Statue of Liberty? Or- <laughs> <laughs> Depends on which one you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, we're, so it, oh god, I'm just dropping everything. Um, <laughs> excited to read it. Uh, I love any kind of independent comics because um, you know I've read Superman a hundred times till Sunday. So any new stories, just it's better. Um, 
Especially in the DC universe where they're just going to reboot it anyway. So. Well, you can have a multiverse and then <laughs> crisis. And we then... start it over again. I mean, I, I'm just, I just want to comment on, on, a, on the Superman thing. Just anything's almost going to be better than Superman because hey, the whole hey, premise hey. is, you get hey, off Superman. that guy's a man and he's super. So pretty much any other idea is better than that. Hold on, wait a minute. Yeah, he has frost he's, breath, laser no, eyes. He's not a he's not a man. He is an alien. Okay, uh, let's get it straight. <laughs> he is from so, Krypton. You Sorry. can guess James's emails because they're all Superman related. <laughs> so James has got to give him crap. Yeah. Um, um, every said, account name, Discord. Everything is everything. Is Every, no, you, we're favorite. not we're not joking here, guys. But back to the interview. Well, yeah. so funny aside to that though, because I always get asked um, who your favorite DC hero is and who your favorite uh, Marvel hero is, which we're going to ask you in a second. Um, but I always say DC is my favorite, or DC my favorite superhero is Superman, and I hate Batman because he's he's not a superhero. He's an awesome guy, really great detective, but he's not a superhero. He's just a hero. And they're like, well, then who's your favorite Marvel hero? I'm like, Iron Man. And they're like, what the hell? <laughs> it's the same thing, right? I'm like, no, I, Iron Man's smart. Well, technically, <laughs> Iron Man becomes super, like, yeah. a superhero because he eventually makes micro. And Batman gets angry because of Martha. I mean, we got everything here. So, <laughs> <laughs> so on that note, um, do you like, what do you prefer, DC or Marvel? I uh, spread between both pretty okay. easily. Uh, Dark Horse. You know what? I haven't read Dark Horse since uh, Dark Empire. Okay, that's. Yeah. Um, so of the of the two major clashing factions, which ones are your favorite heroes in DC and uh, in Marvel? All right, for DC, it's got to be Wonder Woman, only because I grew up in the age of Linda Carter. Okay, no, that's that's more than fair. <laughs> so if anybody's got a free pass to uh, Salt Lake Comic Con, <laughs> Fan Expo, whatever you want to call it, yeah, I'm in. <laughs> Linda Carter was really good as Wonder Woman. She's the president in Supergirl, too. Or was the president in Supergirl. Oh, shit, I didn't know that. I need to watch yeah. Supergirl more. And, Especially since Kevin And still looks, uh, still looks amazing, to be honest. <laughs> She's like Keanu Reeves as a vampire. She's outrageous. <laughs> <laughs> and don't forget to check out Sky High, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was a great yeah, movie, man. I, I, I would have loved that Sky as a TV show. Times. Yeah, that, man. I thought they were going to make... They were talking about making a sequel to that and it just never happened. That should have been Disney, a franchise. Disney's Sky High, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. she was um, she was the, the mother. principal. Oh, she was the principal. That's yeah, right. she was. Yeah. Uh, okay, positions so, of power. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I would like some positions of power. Okay. No, um, so Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> so as far as Marvel goes, I, I was saying earlier that it really depends on the artist. Okay. It does. If I see a book with a popular character on it and the art is crap, I don't really get drawn toward it. I came into comics when Jim Lee was doing the X Men, so that's pretty much my go to. Okay. That's yeah, that's a good one. Um I have a favorite writer. Um unfortunately it's not you yet. Uh well we might get there though. <laughs> <laughs> um I I've loved all the uh the Superman and all that stuff, but uh, J. Michael Straczynski did a comic <clears throat> called Earth One. Yep. For, for Superman. And it's probably one of my favorite ones because Superman is a little bit toned down in his, you know, justice and peace for all and a little bit more like a, uh, I'm just going to do what I want to do. And that comic was nuts. Like, he's flying through buildings with no care as to who just got hurt with him flying through the building. He made everybody look stupid. 
Um, and he was interviewing for a job and he solved a formula that they've been working on for 20 years. I just like that version of Kal-El. It was pretty, it's pretty awesome. Um, so we got your favorite, uh, we got, <laughs> we got your favorite superhero. What about your super villains? That's a tough call. Is or, that, is that or also, villain in general too. Or just, yeah, just a general villain. Is that art specific as well? Or is that just, it can be, um, again, I'd lean towards Jim Lee's art. I do. It's a fault. And the way he drew Mandarin, for example, okay. blew every other version out of the water. Did not do him justice in Iron Man. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> yeah, that was a... That was, oh, man. Th- there was something about that time period that the characters felt more iconic. They just... I And I don't know, like, I uh, growing up, I read a lot of horror comics and stuff like weird tales and stuff from the 1960s and then um in the in the 70s um i don't think i liked the marvel stuff so much and i loved the superman like superman was fun he had he had hijinks and crazy weird stuff going on with mixoplick i was gonna ask if that's the age of mixoplick i I feel like i mean obviously mixoplick is brought back every couple years or whatever but i think they had more shenanigans going on with um jimmy and that that, like those kind of like weird fun it was dc was fun it wasn't the murderverse back then right (laughs) and then but in the 80s i felt like dc was really crumbling i just feel like the the art wasn't as good and just things were not as good and marvel um Marvel was defined in that time. Like that's where I really felt like Marvel really established itself as the dominant mar- comic books powerhouse. I don't know. I mean, I I agree. There's some. Uh, I mean, I still like anything Superman related, but I have personal stories for that, which I might tell on a podcast in, in the future. But I've always just liked Superman for reasons when I grew up. But um, yeah, you can't go wrong with you know hijinks and. Marvel definitely, obviously picked it up recently. I wouldn't even say because of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's helping, obviously. But uh, the comics are just getting better, too. I think. Well, so what do you think about the fact that, um, you know, right now, comic books, at least as far as Marvel goes, it's at like an all-time low. And they're... Um, the leaders of, of the Marvel comic side is has been kind of going around and trying to establish itself saying, hey, Disney, basically they're doing a lot of like show to say, hey, Disney, your billion dollar movies come from here. And so even though from a monetary perspective, you're selling less copies of individual comics than you have in the last 15 years. Even though that's the case, the Disney should keep funding them because that's where the next set of you know movies are going to come from. It, what is like? What is your perspective from like an indie comic perspective in the comic industry as a whole? I've actually seen quite a few articles about it over the last couple of weeks um, with some of the speeches that have been given at the big you know dealer gatherings mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah. Um, Marvel has pretty much glutted the market. Flooded, if you want. Um, When you walk into a comic book shop, you're going to see a huge wall of Marvel, a slightly smaller wall of DC, and then something smaller than that that's all the indies put together. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, realistically, though, as far as sales go, yeah, they, they're claiming that the market is dying, that sales are slumping, that they are at an all-time low. But there have never been more indies being produced than right now. All the indie Kickstarters that I know of, fully funded um, in record time. And that's because people want... We want new stories. New stuff, <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah. Right. Um, I was just going to say the last comic I bought, other than the, uh, the, the, the six series shot that Fabi got me with the Infinity War thing. Sure. And yeah, yeah. The last comic I bought was Oblivion Song. It's, it's an indie comic. It's made by, um, oh God, I just forgot his name. Robert Kirkman? The guy from Walking Dead. Right. He made Walking Dead. Uh, crazy mm-hmm. story. He goes in and out of time travel and it's just cool. Um, but again, it's an, it was an indie comic. And I think the one before that I also bought was an indie comic. Yeah. They, just, I also bought the last one I remember buying <clears throat> was an indie comic, uh, particularly um, called Milo Zylo by the... Uh, lead singer or even a little bit of inspiration from the whole band of Coldplay and I can't remember the comic book artist who was uh, associated with it because I I initially found out about it um, through Coldplay's music and all their um, news way I'm hoping uh, but it it went on and I I have a a special edition covered uh, from them because of the fact that like I did a Kickstarter for them it's fun doing Kickstarters. Yeah, it Especially is. when it's something you like and you're like, yeah, it got fun. Especially because like the artist uh, I do give something back to the people who go, you know what? Like, I I want to put money down. Like, I want to see what you're really going to give me. Cause, like, have you considered a Kickstarter? Great. We have. That's actually the next step. Nice. Nice. And I mean, where else can you get, you know, custom sketches from your favorite artist, but through a Kickstarter, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially for the people that aren't willing to go to conventions and um, obviously you, you're not going to conventions all over the world. Right. So um, but even the ones that like don't have a comic book shop and don't have conventions near them, like that's just, yeah. I feel like that's kind of a large untapped market. Well, maybe not untapped because they just can't get there. Are, are, when you say the, the wall in a comic book shop is, you know, mostly Marvel than DC than indie, um, when you see those indie comics, are those mostly regional in most comic book stores? Do you, I'm thinking of a very particular comic book shop that that I'm a regular at. Sure. And it is Image and Dark Horse and I'm trying to remember, Xenoscope. Those are far less regional, right? Correct. Yeah. Um, And there are a couple stores in town that do carry specifically Vegas Valley and some Phoenix titles as well. I know uh, Ralph over at Alternate Reality is really good about carrying local artists. I think I've uh, spoken to Ralph once or twice, and I've, uh, that's why I was like, I haven't seen this comic before. He's like, it's from here. Right. You know? <laughs> that's probably why you haven't seen it, because it's from yeah. here. Um, yeah. I would definitely like to see uh, more indie comics, so glad to see that you're making indie comics. So is, is TCG <laughs> um, an infinite line of comics? Like, it's supposed to just go forever, or is it a, is it a you know... A three shot, six shot. What what is the what is the story arc intended to be? Okay, so that has evolved over time. Yeah, <laughs> just like the name. Right. <laughs> exactly. No, when we started in 1993, we were poor college students, and Clayton James, who is the creator of this particular universe, um, had investors and style and ideas, which he handed over to us and said, "Hey, what can you do with it?" We 
got our first issue of each of four different titles together, went to publish, and our investors vanished. Oh, jeez. Right. So for 25 years, we've had you know all these concepts and finished pages mm-hmm. and everything else just sitting around. So I was planning on having a table at Amazing Las Vegas last year. Okay. And it occurred to me at that point that it was the 25th anniversary of when we would have published. <laughs> so I was like, okay, why don't I just for fun put together a 25th anniversary issue in time for Amazing Las Vegas? And that's what you have in front of you. Where I have people ask, like, where's the other 24 years of the issue? <laughs> <laughs> that's it. It's on its way. So the idea originally was to provide the origin story, to start off with the origin story. Okay. How did these characters get their skills, powers, whatever? Um, how did they become who they are in the book? Since that never got published, and we were fast-forwarding 25 years into the future, I wanted to see what those characters look like now, current day. Um, Clayton came back to me and said, well, can we back that up? 10, 15 years. (laughs) Like, okay, no problem. Once I actually had those pages produced and he had made some tweaks to the characters and the dialogue and everything, um, he let me in on the rest of the universe at that point. Mm -hmm. I had never seen the rest of the universe at (laughs) that point. There are eight, as far as I know, seasons worth of material so this would be a a serial, basically. Yeah. Great, yeah. Um, starts with season one, goes right through season eight. And those will be put together in graphic novels, and the graphic novels are what are going to be offered on Kickstarter. Awesome. Nice. Awesome. I, I definitely feel like, you know, if it gets to the season eight, people still want some, okay, we'll make another season for it. I've seen it happen before, you know. Um, Big Bang Theory. <laughs> it was like one season, and then now all of a sudden there's ten. You, know, you never know. Um, I have a question about uh, the cover. Uh, I always like doing picking a character out of groups that I'm like, ah, oh, that's the character I feel like I'm gonna follow and get I really know, attached I know to. You're picking too. Yeah, cause I know they both do because they <laughs> both are like, this guy is a weave and loves anime. And yes, I'm talking about the guy with the double uh, um, katanas, or or they're not. They may not be katanas. They look like two swords. They're, they're yeah. Uh, welcome to Deadpool clone one point six. <laughs> <laughs> you mean Deathstroke? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Blood Strike, whatever. Was what's the character's name? So the character's name is Firefox. Firefox, okay. Like the Clint Eastwood movie. Oh, I was gonna say like the browser. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm an IT, so <laughs> I don't even know if the browser was available when that character first no, came out. Yeah. Yeah. Um when I was handed the concept sketches, they were rough. We'll put it that way. And this was right about the time when uh, New Mutants was wrapping up, X-Force was hitting it big, and the concepts were all pouches and shoulder pads and double swords and all kinds of other stuff along those lines. So Firefox's character came out looking like that with the silver mask and the fox motif on his chest to kind of distance him a little bit from you know, the rest of everything that was out there at the time. Mm-hmm. The mistake was the color scheme. 
It definitely looks like the Punisher wearing a Deadpool <laughs> costume. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I didn't want to say anything. You know, I wanted to let it flow. <laughs> but, um. I still think he looks badass, though. Yeah, but I'm sure his, his uh, is there a different um, personality to. Is he immortal? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> not by any stretch okay. of the imagination. Regenerate no. and break the fourth wall. <laughs> Did his uh, wife and kids get murdered by uh, a mafia boss? Or? Yes. Oh shit! He is the Punisher. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, actually, I don't think we've even gotten that far in the backstory. Um, we just know that he's very good at what he does. Cool. That's fair. He's not the best. <laughs> what he does <laughs> isn't very nice, right? No, that's not him. Um, he will fail. He will get hurt. Yeah. Um, it will happen. But, yeah, the look, if you look at the last page of the book, which you won't be able to see in the podcast, but uh, the last page of the actual story, you can see his new look. He took off his Deadpool gear. Correct. And put on... Um, Basically, now the colors match the rest of okay. the team. Nice. It's a... Uh, I don't want to, like, I don't want to piss you off but it, it <laughs> what it does look like it doesn't look like an, any other hero it looks like its own hero but the the color scheme um the purple looks like thanos's purple or um what's the other one i'm trying to think of the x the really bad x-men movie with the uh okay. apocalypse apocalypse yeah the, the purple purple apocalypse from that mm. it's just trying to give people listening what idea the color purple that i'm seeing right it's it's like thanos purple oh like it. it's awesome yeah, it's really awesome. Um, and th- there is is that that is a female, correct? There yep. is a female on the team, which is always a beneficial for everybody, just because we more we always talk about more representation. Yeah, that way, we, people that um, read the comic they can choose their their avatar, right? The the person that they want to represent themselves in the story. Just like Frankie was kind of saying, like, who do, who do you follow? Who do you like, man, what happens to my, my person? Right. So mm-hmm. we're tribal humans as you know, at our hearts. Yeah. The, uh, the best experience I had with somebody actually reading that issue was, uh, someone I met when I was doing a sketch Saturday at maximum comics. And this gentleman walked in and he was talking to me a bit about his own experiences trying to produce an independent comic and how they never got to that point. And uh, so I handed him a copy. I said, hey, you know, take a read through. Let me know exactly what you think. And page by page, his reactions were amazing. Nice. Just he was engaged. He was picking his favorite characters as the story yeah, progressed. Yeah. Um, and he was giving commentary that was related to what I had written on the page. And it felt like a real connection at that point yeah that's that is awesome uh the only other way i can explain that feeling in, in myself was um i have you seen the umbrella academy yet on netflix not yet um there is a scene in there have you read it no okay <laughs> there is a scene in there and i'm not going to spoil it but there's a scene in there i have been writing a book for probably 10 15 years now where you write the one sentence and you look at it and then you don't like it right you, but i had the basis idea and the beginning part of the story um, I had this clear image in my head of what I wanted to do. And Umbrella Academy has a scene that is like frame by frame exactly how I saw it in my head, but in Umbrella Academy. And it's that kind of connection right there where you're like, holy shit, that's what I was, that's that's what I wanted. And it, it's that I understand when that guy was reading this, like that's the kind of connection you're looking for. 
I love yeah. those. Uh, yeah, it's just, it was one of the coolest experiences I've had to date. It's always, and I, I don't make things very often, but when you make something and someone likes it, it's, it's a good feeling. The last thing I did, I think, was cooking. I, I cooked mac and cheese, and Fabi liked it. So I was like, yeah, I can cook. <laughs> <laughs> he went um, to culinary school. Yeah, I, um. I did. <laughs> and I still cook mac and cheese and hot dogs and stuff like that. Um, okay, so other than, other than TCG, what's your favorite comic book? I would honestly have to say recently, yep. it's been Thor. Wow. Ah, so many people have been saying that. No, dude, we've had a couple versions of Thor. No, I, I've no but, away, this, but this this recent version I'm sure you're talking about, right? Um, is, starting with Esad Ribic's run with the God Killer right okay. up until today. Yeah, they've they've really amped up his yeah. whole story. Lady Thor's in there somewhere, yep. correct? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, I actually remember that maybe a year or two ago when lady, like they called it Lady Thor and she came out and they were like, who is she? And everybody's you know putting their thoughts together and like, oh, it could be this. And then you go, oh, okay. And you find out who it is and you're like, makes sense. Right. Yeah. Um, that's awesome because I love Thor. One of the only characters in the MCU right now that is a technical god other than if you count Thanos, I guess. But I mean, Thor is a god. All the other ones just have superpowers that were given to them. Yeah. I mean, that's what I, what I always think is interesting. Um, is this idea that Marvel characters are generally more identifiable. Yeah. Right. They're more human people like Peter Parker. They have real problems. They're not like, right. Do you see basically they skim over the real, like the secret identity. They just kind of go away. Yeah. That, that like the character is always been that like, persona or like yeah. has identified but as in marvel her. um they've gotten rid of thor's secret identity decades ago right i yeah. mean donald blake yep. is long gone yep and that was uh, that little nod in the uh, first movie right they did I make think, a nod right. to it yeah, yeah. The id and it was like donald blake and people were like oh yeah <laughs> um what do you think like from a writer perspective um thor's place in the mcu like how He's not the same. He's really, he's not the same as the other, as the other protagonist. Not only is he not the same as the other protagonist, but he's not the same as he was in the first movie. He's to me, he's a completely different character. Now in the first movie, he seemed like he was afraid to do things. And now he's like running up the Thanos, throwing his ax in his chest. And well, yeah, he has a lot of bloodthirsty anger. <laughs> well, he's had a lot of people die around him that he knows too. He still should have aimed for the arm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he really should have. Um, we actually were talking about a meme that popped up. Um, it was like, you can thank uh, Star-Lord for having a second movie. Right. And then people were like, no, you can thank Thor for not aiming for the head. <laughs> 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 or you can just thank a lot of people for it uh, going the way it did. You can thank Doctor Strange for making it happen that way, I guess, if you want to go that far into it. Um, so on that note, what's your thoughts? Because the MCU is doing spectacular right now. Right. They're, they're killing it. What's your thoughts on the the DCU, the DC Comics universe. I, they've had a couple good movies recently. Right. They've had a couple... Right. Oof. I, I'll be honest. I was expecting a lot more, especially with Zack Snyder, because his Watchmen and 300 were, were dead on. Oh, yeah. But, but did you think that Watchmen and 300 was a good representation of what the DC movie should be like? Um, it was different from what we'd seen before we'll put it that way sure um and it was an interesting take definitely on watchmen at least 
Um, 300 was a story I'd never seen before. Mm-hmm. So it was a good inter- introduction to it. We haven't had any good Greek myths told that way in a long time. I, I mean, 300, the, it's, I mean, he didn't take it in a very different direction from the, from the core material, though. Right. And, and I, did that give you the impression that he respected the core material? Because I feel like he doesn't respect the core material. I think that he instead enjoys telling that kind of gritty, cynical, not comic book worlds. Because those are like not comic book worlds. 300 and, and uh, Watchmen, those are like almost like a critical... Um, a look on society. Like a look on society through the comic book lens as opposed to telling a, a comic book story. Yeah. Well, I can definitely see that. Um, as far as staying true to the source material, I think he had some effects and toys that he wanted to play with. He may have been bored by the story, but if you throw some fireworks in there, it might change things up a little bit. Just have, have you ever played Injustice? Yes. I feel like he played a lot of Injustice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, And he, I loved Injustice. To be fair, I loved Injustice. I don't know why it didn't work. but He tried like hell to make Superman bad. Yeah. How, yeah. how do you make Superman bad? Unless, like, there's the Red Sun, right? Wasn't he bad in the Red Sun? The, uh, like, the... When he was raised in Russia yeah, instead of... Yeah, yeah, I don't know if he was bad or just different. Well, also, I, I mean, just the Flat Injustice storyline of... Um, that Injustice storyline, he was bad. And that was great. Yes. I think, I mean, I know some people hate it, but I personally loved the the scenario of Joker setting him up. I also don't think that that storyline could have happened without all the previous storylines we've had with Superman because you're so used to Superman being like, we can't hurt people. We have to save them. Sure. And then Lois goes in Injustice and he's like, I'm killing everybody. And you're like, holy shit, Superman's crazy. So do you think Injustice, I mean, do you think DCU can be fixed? Obviously, they're trying to kind of... um, well, they've replaced most of the actors at this point. <laughs> and I, they're not giving us a crisis. They're just kind of pretending yeah, I was saying, that those other would, movies would maybe... Would you say it's a new universe? <laughs> I think if they stuck to the television universe, the Green Arrow, the Flash, uh, all those... Arrowverse, I believe yeah. the nickname for that is the Berlantiverse. Because oh, Greg Berlanti's had a hand in almost all of that. The, in, the, in the community, they call it the Arrowverse. Oh, okay. That's, that's, that's the, that's the yeah. official... Yeah. Arrowverse is the uh, official... Like, we, you can buy Arrowverse novels. They're great. They're really good. Actually, I'm like, how, how can this be? They, they feel like episodes, but they're just novels. <laughs> I want to read more, com- uh, more um, yeah, comic books in novel format. Yeah. I, I know it hurts your heart, maybe, as an artist. But... <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all good. I mean, as far as DC movies go, Wonder Woman is a step in the right direction. Yeah. I like the character, yes, but the way they told that particular story mm-hmm. worked really well. Are you excited what, for the next one? What about I Aquaman? Um, Aquaman was kind of a step back only because yeah. they Thank you. followed the King Arthur mythos a little too closely. Hmm. I, uh, I didn't... And I always feel like I have to defend myself because I'm like... <laughs> I, they're like, you didn't enjoy the movie? Yes, I enjoyed the movie. Right. I, I came out of that movie enjoying it. I just don't think that it was a great addition to the franchise. I want to uh, maybe maybe get shunned here, but, but for good reason. Um, I haven't seen Wonder Woman, nor have I seen Aquaman. 
nor what the hell I, there's reasoning behind it I no was, there's not i was burned by the last few dc movies i've seen so it's been hard to go back to them but they were you could when they said martha i was done okay but you could have watched wonder woman <laughs> I, I can still watch netflix wonder or something yeah. i don't know wherever i can still watch it DCU. i still want to wonder woman seems like because from what i hear about it, wonder woman seems like it's one of those ones that it may revive the dcu that was burning in ashes i i think uh I think Patrick's right that it's a step in the right direction, but and and this is something else. I'm just kind of curious from from a writer perspective. I really don't like characters who have no challenges during the movie, mm-hmm. and that seems and I, and I, I uh, so you know I'm part of the charity, and so I'm I work with a lot of people who embody these characters. Right. Mind and, and body. Like they work out. Not me. I'm a I'm a pudgy Doctor Strange. <laughs> but they work out. We know Byron. Byron's got the uh, Adonis body. Well, and and the Spider Man and all these people, yeah. like they they practice the lines so they can do a good job for the kids, all this stuff. And I was like, Man, the thing I didn't like about Wonder Woman is like she really had no threat in that entire movie. There was like she didn't have to run across the field. I know it's spoilers for you, but no, she didn't. Not. She I didn't have to. She didn't have to run across that field, right? Because, as far as we can tell, she basically was invulnerable to all the bullets and ammunition and explosions and everything. And I'm like, isn't that boring? And he's like, no, that's the part I liked. He's like, I didn't like some things, but that's the part I liked. And I'm like, is that like a 20s thing? That isn't there a problem when you have no threat? And that's to, to me. I, I'm just curious. You're talking to, to well, I, mean, I know you're talking to him, but you're yeah. also talking to me, whose favorite superhero, Superman, who never has a threat, to be honest. So he actually is very vulnerable. I think he's. I think Superman in the DCU and really almost any. I guess. I guess this version of the characters, where um, Wonder Woman can go faster than the speed of light, which is canon, by the way. Yeah. She can do that. Um, I think she is harder to kill than Superman because Superman, if you surprise him with a kryptonite bullet, he's dead. But Wonder <laughs> You're Woman, not wrong. I mean, but Wonder Woman's an, apparently a goddess. She's an invulnerable and you shoot um, her with kryptonite. She's in, I think she lifts Atlantis or something. No, no, Aquaman. Aquaman lifts Atlantis. Yeah. So um, these characters are beyond powerful. They, they and they really do kind of blow Marvel out of the water in terms of like if you were if you did another Amalgam and you didn't use fan votes to help sway them, DC would win almost every every matchup I think like character to character because Marvel grounds their characters a little bit better. Right, and I've read almost every single one of those crossovers, and it's like the writers are scared to cut their characters loose. They they play it safe when mm-hmm. they match up DC characters versus Marvel characters. Yeah, I feel like. Um, have you guys seen the Forbidden Kingdom? Frankie, have you seen, have you seen the Forbidden Kingdom movie? What? It came out about like four or five years ago. It, the reason I bring it up is Jet Li and Jackie Chan were both in it. Okay, and everybody was excited about that because they knew Jackie Chan and Jet Li were going to fight each other, and we were finally going to get the answer to what right. we wanted. Right. And it ended in a draw. And that's I feel like that's exactly what we're talking about here is they're afraid to let their characters do what they're supposed to do because you know, there's a winner. Like, okay, there's a winner. Let it let there be a winner. It doesn't have to end in a draw every time. 
Of course, there's going to be an argument about should DC be the winner or should Marvel be the winner. But... Isn't that always the case? Yeah, but if you're doing a crossover, why don't you have one person from DC win a fight and then one person from Marvel win a fight? I mean, right. you looking forward to Shazam? Uh, hesitantly, we'll put it exactly. that way. Exactly. This is awesome. <laughs> Someone not, who's on Rich's side. I'm not alone. <laughs> I'm definitely excited about Pe- it. People, people questioned, like, oh, I'm more excited about Shazam than Captain Marvel. And I'm like, why? Like, no, I, I'm in, I love, what's his name? Zachary Levi. I love yeah. that guy. He is awesome and funny and cool and geeky. Like, man. And I love Shazam. Actually, I really like the Injustice version of, version of Shazam. As yeah. much as the, the, the character art, the style, he's so cool. You know what's funny? Well, that's, is, not what we're, that's not what we're getting here. <laughs> <laughs> we're not getting the cool version of Shazam. It's a, it's a weird little segue, but um, within, a, 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 I would say, a two or three month span, we had Umbrella Academy out yeah. with uh, number five being one of the most amazing actors to pull off a 13-year-old who's acting like a 58-year-old. Yep. And Zachary Levi is now a 40, 30-year-old who's acting like a 13-year-old. It, it works in reverse. <laughs> it's really funny how both of them, it seems like they, I mean, we know Five yeah. nailed it, but it also looks like Zachary Levi is going to do well in this role. I'm excited to see it. Coming from the uh, 70s show with the RV and the Marvel family and ISIS before ISIS became a bad word. Mm-hmm. Um well, we just got flagged by the FBI, thanks. Oops, sorry. <laughs> um, that show was full of cheese, but then again, the Wonder Woman show back then was full of cheese. Yeah. We just liked the look. Somebody's flying. Hey, great. Um, this looks to be a lot more irreverent. Yeah. Um, I see that. Not sure exactly how serious they're going to take the source material. Um, the If you've seen the trailer for the movie... That kind of haggard-looking character with the lightning bolt on his <laughs> chest, stumbling out, looks kind of like somebody in costume, and eh, I don't know. We'll see how yeah. how faithfully they they treat the material. That's and that's I just my biggest problem with DC is I feel like in the movies they I feel like there's probably a lot of white male executives at the top who do not respect comic book fans. And rather than rather than making the source material even better and just going as extra as all heck, they're um, almost like phoning it in, always, almost doing like the bare minimum of like, you know what, we'll spend a lot of money on special effects or whatever. We don't care. Oh, they didn't like that. It's too gritty. It's too murderverse. Then we'll go totally irreverent with, uh, with this kind of... Um, I don't like it just feels almost childish. Honestly, it feels almost like a TV show. It feels like like what I, I've seen in the trailers. It feels like a TV show. It does not feel like you, a movie. I think I know what you're getting at. So the last the last few movies that everybody makes fun of in the DC universe yeah. that were super gritty were too far in one direction. And it sounded like DC went, okay, we screwed up. Let's go the other direction. And we're like, whoa, we didn't say that far the other direction. Can you yeah. meet us in the middle? And we haven't gotten that that part yet. Maybe maybe Wonder Woman is in there. Again, I haven't seen it yet, so Wonder Woman is the best balanced. Aquaman, you've got those hair flips, like looking at the ca- back at the camera, like, and, and by all means, give the women eye candy. Yes. I am not faulting that because I want eye candy for me, so they deserve <laughs> eye candy too. I will say if you're going to use wigs, at least try to not make it look so obvious. Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for Sebastian to pop out of the shadows. 
Um, okay, so what about Suicide Squad? Can they fix it? Uh, More importantly, can James Gunn fix it? Yeah, it's James Gunn. Uh, is he still directing it? No, he is still he's directing back it. on. He oh, apparently he. It's rumored that he was always still on Guardians of the Galaxy three, and they were waiting for the 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 press to die the, down, the internet to yeah. die Got down. It. Uh, but he said um, in his last interview that I've seen that he he's going to make Suicide Squad, and then he's going to make Guardians. And that's yeah. that's where he's at right now. So here's my concern okay. with that particular setup. What I don't want to see is the DC version of Guardians of the oh, Galaxy. Exactly. Um, he is capable of making other types of movies. We've seen them, and they're very good. Yeah. Um, but I don't want him to fall in the same trap and create something that feels very much like Guardians. Yeah. Do you like Jeff John's work? I do... I know he has been recently replaced as far as head of like the DCU. Uh, yeah, he was. Um, I forgot who's in charge now. I, well, the, the funny thing about that is that um, they brought him in as president. I, I mean, he, they were trying to kind of put him in a, in a Kevin Feige kind of position right. after uh, Batman versus Superman failed to hit its numbers. <laughs> And they barely gave him any time. Right. They barely gave him any time. And the thing is, is with the comic books, generally, I would start reading when it was his, and I would stop reading when they transitioned to the other the other writers. Yeah. I love his work. I, I really think that um, he probably lacks the ability to delegate. Right? He can't... He, we, you need an orchestrator... To like, kind of like keep the tempo on all these writers across all these books. You need a Kevin Feige, for, equivalent of that yeah. for the comic books, yeah. yeah. And um, Jeff Johns, he he can he can write an individual line, and you're just like, wow, he basically reinvented Green Lantern, or he reinvented this or that, and it's amazing. His his Marvel uh, Masters of the Ultimate uh, Masters of the Universe line. I love it. Have you read the Masters of the Universe? I have. I lo- did you like it? I did. Yeah, it's great. And then once he transitions it off to the, you know, does the handoff so he can move on, it's not so good. <laughs> it, it's just in my opinion. Um, so I I feel sad because I, I had some excitement, but I don't know that they give him any power. I think he was like in an advisory role. Right. Um, would you... Uh, have you considered screenplays or any kind of um translation of your your work uh that isn't my job but uh i've i've seen the plans yeah yeah um you know if people latch on easily enough then hey it could be in the cards so i can't i can't do it so richard if they made a a screenplay or a movie for this i i think we have an actor we want to ask about who could play all the roles of every one of these characters (laughs) So I was telling you earlier, we have a surprise question. We've asked every person every we've had person. an interview. Okay. What are your thoughts on Paul Rudd? <laughs> and we bring this up because... Could he play a character in your comic book? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, from Clueless on up, he, he's shown that he isn't just the charming dude. He can play other things. Yeah. We, uh, we had a <laughs> reboot episode where we're talking about all these reboots... And who would we cast it as them? And about 80% of the movies, Rich chose Paul Rudd. <laughs> and we had stuff like Highlander and Pet Cemetery. Like, Paul Rudd? 
I bet he has a great Scottish accent. <laughs> I would pay money to see Highlander starring Paul Rudd. Exactly. See? <laughs> see, Hollywood listen. Uh, <laughs> I am a huge fan of the Facebook memes and all this stuff like that. And my absolute most favorite Marvel meme right now is um, it showed four magicians. And it had uh, Doctor Strange, Scarlet Witch, Loki, and Ant-Man. Right. And it was like only one survives. And it has Ant-Man with the cards coming out of his mouth. And he makes the one who that's awesome. Oh, that's one of my favorite ones. All right. Paul Rudd, the next Chuck Norris. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's going he's to be in everything. Paul Rudd's going to be the Martha of the movie. No, sorry. That's bad. All right. We have kind of a new segment here that we're going to try. Yeah. Um, What's we, going on here? We bought a board game called uh, Utter Nonsense. On my, uh, Utter Nonsense. On my uh, recommendation. It's all about cows? No, it's not. Oh. Utter as in uttering words. So we're going to pull out a card for you. Actually, we have to pull out two cards. Okay. Uh, there's going to be a sentence, and we're going to have everybody do this. So it's not just our guest Damn. feeling. Is, is there going to be a judge? Uh, no, we're just going to try our best. Oh, okay. All right. Um, just do our best? <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to give you a card that has a sentence on it and another card that has an accent on it. Right. And you're going to try to read the sentence and the accent. All right. It's that simple. You didn't happen to pull out the same two you pulled I out I did earlier. not. This is very, very different. <laughs> oh, man. So, why don't you go ahead. I'll get the next ones ready while you uh, read that sentence out loud. <laughs> David Letterman looks like he went from 30 Rock to Crack Rock. <laughs> <laughs> So that was obviously the sentence, but the uh, the accent, or I guess it's an accent, but the accent was supposed to be excited. All right. It's cool. I'm with the band. <laughs> what, what was your accent, Rich? Vampire. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, could that like, just have been me turned into a vampire? Like, I don't know. It's funny because people listening are like, I don't know what that was. And like, what was that vampire? Like, oh, yeah, it was. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Frankie's up next. Did I see a nickelback one here? I Man, see that's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> this isn't really going to be. It's not even mean. To. All right. You can literally do what it says. Yeah. Home is where you can drink red wine in your underwear. But so, what was your what was your accent? <laughs> stuffy nose. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> you nailed it. <laughs> Literally a stuffy nose. And this is where the visual would come in super handy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Watch you're watching the YouTube video. He physically <laughs> plugged his nose. <laughs> and my my sentence is. Yo, I heard the Nickelback concert was epic. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded actually like my accent was surfer. So. Ted, Theodore <laughs> Logan. <laughs> hey, they're announced the, uh, the they're working on the sequel to the sequel. Sequel a sequel? Yeah. Bill and Ted three. Bill and Ted three is coming. Yeah. And um, Keanu Reeves still has his long John Wick hair. I guess he's just gonna keep it for the movie. I don't know. Yeah, he's just being who he wants to, man. <laughs> You're not the surfer, Frankie. Yeah. You're the one with the cold. <laughs> he wishes he was the surfer. Yeah, I know. 
Just don't kill uh, Bill. Joke's or on you. Puppy. I was actually born in Hawaii, so uh, that doesn't mean you can surf. I mean, I was. <laughs> I'm Greek. It doesn't mean I'm a god. Wait. Um. <laughs> I just, we don't know that. So we had our first guest. Our very first guest was um, Byron. He was. Uh, he plays Byron Exton Smith. Yes, he plays Blade in the um, YouTube series for the show called Daywalker Origins. And we asked him a question, and I'm, I'm curious as to what your answer would be on this one. Uh, we threw a, a, a mulligan in there because we knew it would set him off. But which one of these movies was the biggest travesty? Okay. Avatar The Last Airbender. Dragon Ball Evolution. Death Note. Or Blade Two. <laughs> I'll take E, all of the above. <laughs> <laughs> they were, uh, yeah, they were all. Bad. He's also preparing for a, a political uh, job at some point, so yeah. it's not going to be held down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's like, hey, I didn't say any of those movies were bad. I liked them all. I mean, they were all bad, but uh, no, they, <laughs> they, they, we, we, we had a long argument about which was worse of uh, the, the first two, Avatar, because me and him are, are weebs. And Avatar and Dragon Ball are just... I've had nightmares about them. Literally had nightmares about <laughs> how bad they were. Uh, you might want to go see a therapist I about that. I probably need to see a therapist for a while. You know what? I enjoyed Death Note. <laughs> he needs to see a therapist for a while. Actually, you might, you might need a therapist for that one. Uh, if you guys fun. don't mind... I, I thought that was fun. I want to do one more. All right. I want to do one more of our utter nonsense. Oh my God. Oh no. <laughs> you don't even need to see the sentence to know this is going to be a bad one. All right, Deanna, if you're listening, I'm sorry. <laughs> he was forced. I don't know what that means. Sometimes I feel like I'm a dog person stuck in a cat cafe. I think he nailed it. That was supposed to be Donald Trump, so that was, that was pretty freaking good. Holy shit. Uh, Rich, we got yours. Oh my god. Man, why does what does he even sound like? Because um, I don't want to just end it with catchphrases. <laughs> Oh, I'm super jelly that Tracy found out she has celiac disease. Oh, like, hello, oh, medical diet. I don't know. <laughs> it's really hard to do Santa Claus if you don't have like a... Like a holiday theme? Yeah. Hmm. Frankie? So it was like uh, Santa Claus just got cancer. <clears throat> like, it's not... <laughs> This is gonna be way too easy for me. <laughs> like, I wish I wish he got stoner. <laughs> no, it's, it, once you find out what, what it is, you'll right. find out why. I just, it'll be easy for the me. The accent isn't what's funny. The sentence he has to say yeah. is what's worse. <clears throat> Buzz and Woody are grandma's favorite toys. I don't think anybody would have been able to guess what that was. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, just grumpy old man. Grumpy old man. It's a grumpy old man. Or you just talk like me. I'm just a grumpy old man. That's true. 
Um, this one I have in front of me says, I'm going to spoil it because it says nonsense judge's choice movie character. Okay. So instead of a movie character, I'm just going to pick all of the stuff he does and I'm just going to do Sean Connery. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to do my best impression again. Judging by the vodka and cookie dough ice cream in your cart, I'm guessing loneliness is on the menu for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This should be a fun game to play later. <laughs> All right. Do we have any more questions, Rich? All right. No. Um, you want to pimp your stuff? Yeah. Where can we find? Obviously not on Google, but where else can we find your stuff? <laughs> yes. Do not type New Wave Comics or TCG into Google or you will search endlessly. Yes. You will, you will not find what you're looking for. They, Correct. They are not the droids. Okay. So the one and only store that carries my comic book um, in the city of Las Vegas currently is Fandomverse Comics at Cheyenne and Tanea. Uh, Neil was excited about the book before it came out and uh, he was very very happy to carry my books so awesome and then um, there is a oh a Facebook page for New Wave Comics too right correct again it would be we'll put the link up let's, let's just do that <laughs> well, link in the show notes yeah link in the show notes because trying to tell you how to find New Wave Comics on Facebook we're, we're going to go like like a 1999 podcast, like just go to www.facebook.com <laughs> slash like no right, yeah. One, two, link in the show yeah, notes. Yeah. It, it'll link be there. The I found out myself that trying to find uh, new wave comics, you will find the new wave comic shop that we were talking about earlier Correct. in a, another state. And you will find a whole line of comics called new wave, which is again, not what you're looking for. Correct. Uh, you're looking for, and we'll, we'll put the picture. We'll try and put the picture up too with the interview. Um, you're looking for the, uh, the the Punisher wearing the Deadpool costume uh, on the on the cover, and uh, it's, it's Punisher called... cosplayed as uh, as Deadpool. <laughs> <laughs> it's called TCG Terran Command Garrison, and again, it looks awesome. It does. Um, I'm gonna read it tonight, um, and yeah. Well, I appreciate that, guys. I see a lot of uproar about social justice warriors and comic mm-hmm. books and trying to push agendas and stuff. These characters have been in the places that they're in for 25 years now. Female commander, uh, characters of different races throughout the book. They're there for a reason, and that's where they're going to stay. I'm so glad you said that, too, because I've gotten into several arguments recently um, just about some with inept people who are like, I can't believe they made Captain Marvel a girl. I'm like what are you talking about? She is a girl. Yeah. Like, she started off that way. Even the first Captain Marvel, which was uh, Monica, yeah. she was a female. I, I just imagine this. I mean, you know, we were kind of wrapping up guys, but now we're going on. <laughs> like, um, I just imagine this scenario where like, okay guys, next summer, there's going to be this movie. It's going to be set kind of sci-fi. It's going to be a little bit kind of magical. And it's all going to be about this woman who's the leader of a rebellious movement. And she's going to help throw off the yokes of an empire. And they'll be like, stop adding diversity. Like, we don't want this anymore. Uh, no, it's the re-release of Star Wars. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and- Wait, you're talking about my book. <laughs> I thought you said we didn't read it yet. Hold on a second. <laughs> so, like, no, no, this stuff, I, I I, mean, there has been some ham-handed things, I think mostly from, like, white male executives who are like, let's stuff it in. 
but um but it's nice to see diversity that's just natural it's just a natural flow this is how the story went and uh i've seen i some, love that i've seen some comments come up where the uh can we stop making the uh persons of character or you know persons of race the sidekicks to the show and people are like what about you know black panther not good enough I'm like, what do you mean black panther wasn't good enough it's the best-selling movie that it's but it's not good enough that there's not enough of them right? that i agree with yeah but they're like black panther being the best-selling movie for marvel cinematic universe that they've had yet i and it's not good enough I had somebody say, why is Captain Marvel coming out? This is a woman, and she wasn't complaining about diversity. She was saying, why is Captain Marvel coming out? Isn't there enough comic book movies every year? And I was like, wait a minute, how many romantic comedies? And I looked it up in 2018. I think there was 27 romantic comedies that were like big, big studio productions. I was like, so just percentage wise, I think we need like probably another 15 comic book movies per year. Just to equal the amount of romantic comedy output that we're getting. And then even so, one of those comic book movies might be a romantic comedy. So Well, it can be a hybrid. You, you've, added, you've added both to the markets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, Patrick, thanks for... Wait, uh, wait, wait. What? what are you doing? What? Are you oh, doing? yeah. We, again, we were going to... That's why I'm here, just to keep yeah, him honest. Yeah, keep me, keep me on the line. <laughs> you gotta, so, gotta keep him in check we always, sometimes. We always ask our... We say fans, but we've had like three people listen so far. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's uh, like, wait, why, am, like, I, why am I here? That's more than I've ever had. <laughs> uh, we, we ask our listeners um, the same question every week. It's a would you rather. It's a poll question of what would you rather have? What would you rather do? Uh, we're going to ask you both for last week's and this week's. So last week's question was what, what would you rather have as a pet? A flurkin? From Captain Marvel, Goose, or a pork? All right, I am definitely going to go with Flurkin. I feel like that was the resounding. What is the estimated lifespan after you have now owned a Flurkin? It depends on whether you piss it off or not. <laughs> Do you own a cat? I used to own a cat. How, how many days went by before you pissed it off? Uh, two, I think. <laughs> so. You, so you might have an average of two days of lifespan. Correct. But those would be pretty awesome days. Exactly. <laughs> Should have people come over to the house? Hey, bro, you ever seen a Florkin? That's a cat. Uh, go say hi to it. Uh, figure it out. Also, one of my favorite, like, I guess, underlying parts of the whole movie yeah. is all of the um, the scroll, like, get, get that away from me. And you're like, what? It's just a cat. And then you find out what it is. Um, the other question we had was for next week's pod our podcast you can answer now uh which would you rather be a part of the game of thrones universe or the walking dead universe either way it sounds like you're pretty screwed i'll take uh riverdale for 500 dollars. <laughs> so much happier and nicer i think they said the next riverdale is going to have some murder plot too or something so i no, <laughs> i would go with the game of thrones universe but only under the condition that i get one of those shiny pointy things a sword? The Valyrian steel oh, sword. Yeah. Nice. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. That, that's a, like, if you can only live two weeks, you have, your, your life is going to end in two weeks, but you can spend those last two weeks of your life in Game of Thrones or um, Walking Dead, you have at least a, a chance of something cool happening in, in Game of Thrones. <laughs> There's nothing cool going to happen. You can be equally tortured. Yeah, you can be face. equally tortured in either one. <laughs> right. Um, but there's very little upside of, of Walking Dead. Are you a fan of Game of Thrones at all? I am. Uh, have you caught up? Yeah, we're caught up. And since uh, 
AT&T is holding HBO hostage, we're going to have to get creative for the uh, <laughs> uh, premiere in a couple then, weeks. Before we sign off for the night, we have the one final question. Who sits on the throne at the very oh. end? Yeah. I'm going to have to go with Podrick. Interesting. I don't think I've heard that uh, that answer. No. As a, I mean, I've, I've heard the answer, but I don't think it's been a resounding. I've heard Arya a lot. They've kept Podrick around for this long. And I'm estimating that the showrunners are going to kill all of our favorite, favorite characters. <laughs> true. Oh, yeah. And just leave the one standing. So the one other theory I liked that I heard was, uh, what's his, his name was Sam, right? Yep. Um, Sam, at the very end, closes the book, uh, Song of Fire and Ice. And he was writing this book the entire time. Like mm. He was narrating and writing the book of mm-hmm. Song of Fire and Ice that he was a part of, obviously. But I thought that would be like a cool little like Easter egg type thing because you know, it was right from the book. Sam was in the books. I don't know. I just thought it was cool. Is that before or after he sails off to the west with Frodo? Uh, after he destroys the ring, that's what. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think we're uh, we're at the uh, cap. Got a good chunk of time in there. Yeah. Awesome. Um, thank you guys. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. Go check out TCG Taron Command Garrison. Um, if you need links to anything, dorksidestudios.net. You'll find everything there, including our polls. Okay. And- Dorkside cookies.net cookies god i keep saying studios i'm sorry or dorksidestudios.com either one i might have to purchase dorksidestudios.net if he keeps giving out the wrong name dorksidecookies.net yeah okay i got it right i'll make sure you get it right next time uh you'll find the links to everything that uh patrick has in there and all of our show notes and uh we'll see you guys next week all right bye guys bye guys